able, please stand and join me in the call to worship. We have come to affirm our historic faith. We have come to remember God's benefits to us, the living. We have come to affirm our trust in the God of all futures.
to welcome you here to worship at Southside Baptist Church this morning. Uh, as we sang the first hymn, I know that some of you were a bit uh, mystified or struggling to find which was the right hymn, but it was a challenge to see if you knew how to use the first the uh, hymn index in the back of the hymnal or not. And others of you had actually been preparing for worship because you had already determined that and found the page and informed me beforehand that we had a typo. So we're thankful that everyone found that and you sang it so well as we began worship today. Um, we gather here to worship the one true and living God, and as we do, we come with uh, welcoming all who are our guests, especially those who have traveled from afar, perhaps. And we welcome you as Christ welcomes all into his kingdom. That is, with arms open wide, uh, regardless of where, who you are, where you're from, what your background is, that you are welcome here in this sacred space that is dedicated to worship the one true and living God, for which we are grateful to be a part of today. We would uh, like for you to take time to fill out the uh, registration tablet end of each pew, both members and guests alike. If you would do that, that will give us a record of your attendance with us. And uh, just to remind you who we are, you'll see that in the bulletin, but we are a church in the heart of Five Point South, building an inclusive community of grace first in this community and then beyond. And as we've already described what that means, it is that we all see ourselves as one before God who is in need of his grace, and we come here to worship with others in the same way. We would like to uh, also welcome those who are worshiping with us via live stream. We have those every week, uh, church members who are unable to be here, some of them homebound, some are just out, and they worship with us in that way. So we're glad that we're able to uh, have that uh, those attending worship with us as well. If you would take a moment to greet those around you by passing the peace of Christ, and if you would do that now, please. As we continue in our worship, would you uh, bow with me as we come before the Lord, asking the Lord to hear our prayers, but also to be with us in this time of worship. Loving Lord, we know that you receive all who come into your presence. And we also know that you are everywhere at all times. We thank you that you walk with us daily that you receive the words of praise from our mouths, that you sustain us throughout all of life. And you hear our words of worship and prayer as we enter into fellowship with you in this time. 
grand time of worship, of communing with you and the one who has called us and with all the saints who have gone before us. For this, we give you thanks. Receive our worship now. In your name I pray. seated and as you are we'll you can open your bibles if you have one but i'll be reading for our first scripture lesson psalm 149 psalm of praise praise the lord sing to the lord a new song his praise in the assembly of the saints let israel rejoice in their maker let the people of Zion be glad in their king. Let them praise his name with dancing and make music to him with tambourine and harp. For the Lord takes delight in his people. He crowns the humble with salvation. Let the saints rejoice in this honor and sing for joy on their beds. May the praise of God be in their mouths and a double-edged sword in their hands to inflict vengeance on the nations and punish on the punishment on the peoples to bind their kings with fetters, their nobles with shackles of iron to carry out the sentence written against them. This is the glory of all his saints. Praise the Lord. Here ends our first lesson of scripture.
Our second reading is from the letter to the Hebrews, chapter 12, and reading the first three, two verses. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely. And let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and has now taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God. This is the word of the Lord. I'm going to come right over here so I can see both of you and then those over there can see you all too. Um, you know, we sing a lot of hymns today about the saints and about um, those that have gone before us and about God's presence with us too. We've talked about that. Uh, Dr. Roxborough read just then a, a passage of Hebrews about the communion of the saints. I want you to look around at the table here for just a moment. You see some special things there today. We have both <clears throat> the communion uh, cup and the, and the um, plates there with, with the wafers, with the bread that are set for us to have communion later. And that is, again, a time for us to commune with the saints, both those that are uh, gathered um, here with us, those who believe, and then those who have gone on uh, as well throughout the ages. And we'll remember them by lighting a candle as, as their names are read, those from our church family that uh, pass from this life to the next uh, in this past year. Between the scripture readings, though, are saying something about the Spirit, about the Spirit falling on us, afresh upon us, to guide us and to teach us and to lead us. You know, the Spirit's not something easy to define and it's not easy to understand but it is always, the Spirit of Christ is always with us. God has promised that because Jesus said, I'll send one that's going to be with you. But how do you know that? Do you see? Do you see this, this Spirit? Well, how do you know the Spirit's there? You don't? Well, you just sense it. Well, let me ask you this. How do you know there's air in this room that we are in? When we hear something back there, when the air heat's running and we hear the air that's moving you can hear it if you really strain the air conditioner yeah it's, it's blowing the air but how else do you know it because within the air that we breathe what is it that we need what do we need in our lungs oxygen right that's in there what would happen if we didn't have it so so we sort of know that it's there right even though we can't see it we know that because we can breathe and, and we can function that we have it in us now, I want to ask you something about this. This is a balloon, right? 
There's a balloon, right? Correct? Hang on just a second. Now, I want to ask you, do you think, how do you know that there's something inside of it? Because it's puffed up. Does, is that necessary? Or mean there's some, something in it? If you can't see it. Well, if it's in it and you can see it, then if I pop this, you're going to be able to see it when it goes out, right? Can you see it leave the balloon? Well, how do you know it's in it then? <laughs> okay, because it's blown up. You just know it because. So watch now. Did you, did you see the air leave the balloon? Well, how did you know it left? The balloon popped, okay. It got, okay, I'll take that then, I'll take that. Well, see that the spirit is within us. The spirit won't cause us to pop, but the spirit will give us life. It will uh, cause us to be uh, filled with, with life in a way. And we know it's in us because it's promised it would be there. Just like the air that we can't see, we know is here because oxygen's in it, we breathe it. The spirit of Christ is also all around us and in us because God has told us that and we, we sense it and we know it because it is, it is also something that we need to live faithfully our Christian lives. Just like all these we'll remember in a moment who have through the ages uh, lived out their lives and been um, great people to follow in their steps, um, people of great, excuse me, of great faith. And so we know that they, that they had the spirit of Christ within them too. So remember, just as we can't see the air around us, we know it's there. We see the wind and we see the leaves rustle. We see the air leave. We see a balloon collapse because the air's left it. We also know that Christ is within us and he is there to help us along the way. So let's offer a prayer to that end. Lord, we thank you that you promised us your spirit. The spirit is within us and is always here. We thank you that you walk with us daily. Bless these two young ladies. May they sense your spirit and your guidance. In Christ's name, amen. Today and this Sunday after All Saints Day, we remember the names and the lives of those from our own family of faith here at Southside who have entered into the presence of their Lord during this year. And we name them, and as we name them, we have a chime from the organ and also light a candle. And I'll invite you in a moment of silence afterwards to remember those in your own life, not only from this year, but from previous years, whom you miss and who have been significant in your life. We remember Marie Goodman, We remember Stan Biggs. We remember Harold Wall. We remember Shirley Henderson. And in silence, we remember others whom we miss, who have passed over the years. Bless communion, fellowship divine, 
we feebly struggle. They in glory shine. Yet all are one in thee, for all are thine. Alleluia. Alleluia. Eternal God, in every age you have summoned women and men to serve you. We bless you for Paul and Peter, for Mary, for Martha, for Augustine, for Teresa, for Columba, for Margaret, for Patrick, for all the saints of history who are now in your presence, for those whom we have met here and who have loved us, who have helped us in our journey of faith, hope, and love. As they enjoy the company of heaven, continue to inspire us by their example. And so ever to come closer to you, for all the saints who from their labors rest, we offer you our thanks. God of inclusive grace, we thank you for calling each of us into the company of those who trust you and seek to obey your will. You have made us to be strangers no longer, but pilgrims together on the way to your eternal kingdom. Guide us to live closer to you and to one another, so that in the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace, we may be strengthened together in mission and service to your world. We pray today for those who are not yet part of your church. And we pray for those who have left it, asking your spirit to enable all to know of your love for them in Jesus Christ, our Lord. God of peace, we pray for the millions in our world today who go hungry. We think of all who are exploited, marginalized because of their class, their gender, their color, or their sexuality. We pray that none may lose their hope, but may find the strength to struggle for their dignity and to be a means of help to others around them. Father God, we pray for all those today who are lonely. We mention in our hearts those whom we know who feel isolated. We pray for all who are sad, depressed, or anxious. We pray that they and us may live in the promise that you one day will wipe away every tear from our eyes. Gracious God, hear all our prayers as we offer them today in the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who taught us to pray and to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom,
You can say amen if you want to. Amen. <laughs> when early church were constructing their, probably their earliest creed, which we call the Apostles' Creed, they declared what they believed. And amongst all the statements they made, they spoke about the fact that they believed in the communion of saints. November the 1st was All Saints Day, sometimes overlooked day in the calendar of many churches. It's not nearly as well known as the day before, All Hallows' Eve, Al Halloween, but it's far more important in the life of the church. It's the day when we remember those who have passed into the presence of God. John Wesley, the founder of the Methodist movement, enjoyed and celebrated All Saints Day every year. He often mentioned it in his journals. For example, in 1767, he called it a festival I truly love. On the same day in 1788, he writes, I always find this to be a comfortable day. And the following year, he called it a day that I peculiarly love. It's a day when we have the opportunity to give thanks, to give thanks to God for those who have gone before us in faith and love and hope, for those whom we miss, and yet we do not hinder them for the enjoyment they have in the eternal kingdom of God. From the early days of Christianity, there's a sense in which the church realized that it consisted in its membership, not only of those who were alive at any particular period in time, but also it encompassed those who had passed on into the presence of their God. And so in Hebrews chapter 12, the author speaks about a great cloud of witnesses who are surrounding us, cheering us on in our journey of faith. Charles Wesley, John Wesley's brother, the hymn writer, picks this up in one of his hymns. Come, let us join our friends above. In the first verse, he has this beautiful image of the church through all ages. Let saints on earth unite to sing with those to glory gone. For all the servants of our king in earth and heaven are one. We are united, alive and having passed in the presence of God, surrounded by the love of God. And so on this All Saints Sunday, we remember those famous or obscure who have been part of the communion of saints in which we believe. We say their names in worship and we mention them in the silence of our hearts. Alongside the likes of Paul, and Peter from the New Testament, Augustine, Martin Luther and John and Charles Wesley. We remember Julian of Norwich, Perpetua, Teresa of Avila. We remember that grandmother who took us to Sunday, to church every Sunday. We remember the pastor who prayed for us when we were in hospital. We remember the neighbor who changed the oil in the family car when we couldn't afford it. We give thanks for the youth leader who taught us that God in Jesus Christ loves us the kindergarten Sunday school teacher who showered us with that love Sunday by Sunday, and the woman in church who brought us groceries and a good well-baked casserole when we weren't feeling so well. Retelling these stories reminds us that we are grounded in a common history, a history of those who have come to their faith in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. These memories teach us of how God has provided for us through his generosity through the lives and the sacrifices of others. The stories of these saints encourage us when we find the, the pathway difficult and we're almost about to give up. 
We think of the inspirational people with whom we worship Sunday by Sunday, here or elsewhere. And then there are those across the world whom we will never meet this side of eternity. We celebrate the lives which encourage us. We give thanks for those with whom we agree. We even give thanks for those with whom we disagree. The last verse of Wesley's hymn encourages us to sing faithfully while on earth so that we might join the heavenly chorus one day. Oh, that we now might grasp our guide. Oh, that the word were given. Come, Lord of hosts, the waves divide and land us all in heaven. When we believe in the communion of saints, we're also believing in life that exists after this life in this world is over. All Saints Day and the communion of saints reminds us that death is the reality we face, but we face it not with fear and trembling, but we face it with the confidence that Jesus Christ has triumphed over death. We are saints, but that doesn't speak so much about something that we have achieved within our life. It speaks to us of the way in which God has embraced us with his love. Barbara Brown Taylor says, the one thing that makes a person a saint is the love of God. Membership in the body of Christ, which is what all of us living and dead, remembered and forgotten, great and small, have in common. We have been loved by God. All of us who seek to follow Jesus are saints, whether we realize it or not. I'm fairly certain that as we remember those who have passed into the presence of the Lord, we thank God for their lives. We thank the, the God that life goes on after death and we thank the God for the mark of his love that has come into our lives through them. J.K. Rowling in Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone says this, if there is one thing Voldemort cannot understand, it is love. Love as powerful as your mother's for you leaves its own mark. To have been loved so deeply, even though the person who loved us is gone, will give us some protection forever. On All Saints Sunday, we praise God for a victory, the victory of Jesus Christ and his love and life over the power of death. We are grateful that in his death and resurrection, Jesus has taken the sting out of death what John Owen called the death of death in the death of Christ. When Jesus died and rose again, death died in terms of holding us in its power. Yet as Karl Barth used to say, the Christian hope is not death, but resurrection. So we look forward to the final day when Christ returns and the dead shall rise and we will enter into the eternal kingdom of God forever and forever. And so in All Saints Day, we celebrate not so much death, but we celebrate resurrection, hope. We celebrate those who have conquered death and have known the presence of God to welcome them home. That's what Hebrews 11 and Hebrews 12 is really all about. The writer to Hebrews is, is writing to Christians who are discouraged, ready to give it all up, ready to give in. What's the, why do we bother keep, keeping going? And the writer to Hebrews says, remember the great cloud of witnesses. Remember those who have entered into heaven's kingdom. Remember those who, as it were, are looking down and, and cheering us on and helping us to keep going. 
when we find the difficult situations of life. Remember those who crossed the Red Sea. Remember those who marched around Jericho. Remember those who, like Daniel, shut the mouth of lions. So we remember those in our life who have been significant, Sunday school teachers, Boy Scout leaders, mentors at college or at church. We remind ourselves that we learn from them that the meaning and purpose of life is to be found in the love and the grace of God. So when our knees are weak and our hands are drooping, when we feel worn out in the journey of faith, wondering if we can hold on and keep going, we hear the clarion call, remember our company, remember our contest, but remember ultimately our captain, the one who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross and is now sat down at the right hand of the Father in heaven. Writer to Hebrews often talks about Jesus, often talks about the way in which he is the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, the one who has gone through everything we have gone through in this life, who was tempted in every way as we are, yet did not sin, the one who died on the cross of Calvary, the one who tasted death for each and every one of us, the one who went to the cross as the great outsider who died, according to Hebrews chapter two, verse nine, in a textual variant, without God in the darkness, wondering where his father had gone. Jesus experienced death unmitigated, unqualified, death with a sting, in order that the sting might be taken out of death and we might face it without fear, but with faith, with confidence and with hope. If Christ has taken the sting out of death, although the process of dying may be something that causes us apprehension, we need not fear it. One of the theological teachers who taught me much through his writing and on the occasions when I heard him speak was the Anglican John Stott. Some years ago as he was fading, as his life was coming near to the end, his doctor asked for an explanation of what his wishes were should he become incapacitated or unconscious. And he said, I have a living hope of a yet more glorious life beyond death and I do not wish to be unnecessarily hindered from inheriting it. Dying wealth is filled with ambiguity, but the Christian knows that the grace and the mercy and the love of God is with us in life and with us in dying and in death. A second quote from J.K. Rowling. In his final Harry Potter book, Dumbledore tells the young hero, do not pity the dead, Harry, pity the living. Above all, pity those who live without love. If love is of the essence of who God is, if God is love and we have been baptized into the life of the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, then the eternal life which we know now in part is something that awaits us in all its fullness in the life that is yet to come. An encounter with God, not only through his presence, but also through the presence of those we love, in whose company we will find ourselves forever and forever. And so on this communion Sunday, on this Sunday when we remember the communion of the saints, we remember the communion table, we remember the foundation of all that love and hope that we know as Christian people. We remember and we come to this table 
to give thanks to God for those who have passed into his presence. May they rest in peace, may they rise in glory. And we take this bread and we take this wine in hope until Jesus comes again. Will you pray with me? God of love and God of hope, we ask that as we come to this, your table today, we do so with the confidence of knowing your love, which never lets us down and give to us a hope that enables us to go into the future. Hear our prayers through Jesus Christ, our Lord, we ask it. We invite each one of you to come and to share this communion feast at this time. Dr. Kelly and myself will be at the front and we invite you to come, not just as a member, but if you're visiting with us, please feel free to come and take bread and wine in memory of our Savior. And we will serve the choir first and then come and receive a, a waiver and dip it in the cup and then return to your seat. All are welcome at this feast of Christ's love and grace and mercy.
our hymn of promise as we come to the conclusion of our services number 463 i invite you to stand and to sing Please pray with me. Loving Lord, thank you for this glorious day that you have made. When we look out upon it, the beauty of this day reminds us that you are God, for only you can make a day so beautiful. We will rejoice and be glad in it. We thank you for the saints who have gone before us particularly those former members of this church who gave so generously and sacrificially to secure the welfare and longevity of this church. Bless their souls. Their examples of the love they had for this church encourages us to give cheerfully and generously as they did. As we bring our gifts to this altar, we pray that you will forgive us of our sins, free us to go out and do your will. Bless us and bless these offerings. Guide us to best use these offerings to spread the good news of the love, care, and grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, throughout this community, this nation, and this world. In Christ's name we pray, amen.
God receive these tithes and offerings. We give them from the depths of our being, for they represent all we are. Use them, Lord, and may they be used for your kingdom's work in this community and beyond. In your name we pray. Amen. Be seated for just a moment, please. I want to welcome those who are guests today, and hope hopefully you will linger long enough for us to speak to you briefly in the narthex there. There's some lemonade and cookies there. We'd like for you to uh, be here long enough, although you may not need a lemonade today for, to cool off because it is a bit chilly out still. But we want to get to know you if you if you were a guest with us today. Then also the um, congregational council will be meeting right after worship at 12, uh, 15, 12, 30 downstairs. So you know who you are. You will be, be present for that. And then Wednesday, another um, in the series of holy habits that Dr. Uh, Roxburgh has been leading, spirituality for the 21st century. As we have been studying that, it's been a, a very interesting and enjoyable study where we have, most of us have learned a great deal, I think, in the process uh, of that study. So as we go out, we go out with um, the sense of God's presence with us, leading us. May you receive the blessing. Surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us go forward in faith, love, and hope, knowing that God's presence is with us always. Amen. Amen.